0: Welcome to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. In this podcast, Krishnadas shares his warm-hearted and down-to-earth path to the divine. If you are interested in supporting Krishnadas's podcast, please go to BeHereNowNetwork.com slash KD. Okay, so this, this is a question about, uh, in the story of the Ramayana, You may not all know it, so it's hard for me to actually just answer this question. But Rama and Sita and Rama's brothers, Lakshman, Bharat, Satyaganda, anyway. So Rama and Sita were asked to leave, Rama was asked to leave the kingdom because of a, a, a boon that his father gave to his second wife. And she was driven crazy by her maidservant, and so she, when, when Ram was going to be crowned king, she asked her husband, the king, in, to instead send Rama away for 14 years. And uh, so the king, Dasarat he didn't want to do this. He loved Rama more dearly than his own life. But... Uh, he had to do it to honor his boon. So they went off into the jungle and Lakshman Ram's brother went with him. And while they were in the jungle, Sita was kidnapped by Ravana, the big demon, and taken to his kingdom on the island of Lanka, which is now Ceylon. And um, there's a lot of issues about this because uh, after, A big war was fought against the the evil, against the demons. And the the good, uh, the Dharma was victorious. Rama was victorious with the help of Hanuman and the monkey army. And uh, when, um, so Sita had been for over a year, she had been kept prisoner in Rama's palace in a garden. And Rama would threaten her, I mean, uh, Ravana would threaten her regularly that if she didn't submit to him and become his wife, he would cut her head off. But he couldn't uh, force her to be with him because he was under a curse by a rishi, and that if he ever forced himself on a woman, his head would explode and he would die. There's a lot of stuff in the story from all different angles. But anyway, a lot of people are very upset, a lot of Western people especially, because the way the story is presented on one level, and that is the first level is that when Rama uh, beats the demons and Sita is brought back, uh, he, um, he asks her to enter the fire to prove her purity. Because she was for a year in another man's home. This is ancient India. There's very strict rules and social customs. So Sita enters in the fire and of course comes out perfectly. Because of course she's totally pure. You've got to understand Rama and Sita are not two different people. They're two sides of one coin. They're both manif- incarnations. Rama of Vishnu. Sita of Lakshmi, the Shakti. Without the Shakti, there's no Vishnu. Without the Vishnu, there's no Shakti. They're together. But on this plane, it may not look that way because they came to perform a leela, a drama, in order to lure the evil out of the world and destroy it. So a lot of people are very upset. They think, how could Ram do that? How could he be so cruel to his wife? But actually, if you read very carefully, way back, two or three chapters before the end of the story, just before Sita is kidnapped, Ram says to her, Sweetheart, I'm about to, a big leela is about to happen, so you have to go away so you can be safe. And at that point, Sita leaves, and according to different stories, one story says she just left a, uh, an imprint of herself, that she wasn't really there. Another story is that she was replaced temporarily by a heavenly Apsara, one of these beautiful heavenly damsels who had been cursed by Indra to take a birth on the earth. So they switched places and, uh, for that period of time. And when Ram asks her to enter into the fire, Sita is the daughter of fire, the daughter of the earth. Nothing, fire can't hurt her. So when he asks her to take the fire uh, ceremony to prove her purity, what really happens is the the Apsara disappears and goes back to heaven and the real Sita comes out through the fire. And then they're they're united again. So that's a little bit of this very complicated, very many-level story. So yeah, that's one thing. Uh in being Ramdas, Ramdas calls me a great meditator? Really? Must he must have been delusional that day. I I I saw that. I didn't hear that. Anyway, could you please talk about how you have sustained or deepened your practice? Over the years, no, I can't talk about it because I don't know. I managed to keep doing some practice for the, over the years. There might've been a, like a 10 year break in there somewhere where I was too stupid to do anything, but then I picked it up again. I don't know if it's deeper or less deep. I have no clue, but I sit my ass down every day and do something. Well, that must be good. That's all I can tell you. What still finding it difficult to find the line between devotion, commitment and attachment. Devotion is love. And it's a love in which the self disappears. The self is absorbed in the big self, ultimately. Attached love, attachment is an emotion where you want something from someone or something. And if you get it, you're happy. If you don't get it, you're not happy. Uh, It's an attempt to control things. You want something, so you make something do something. You try to manipulate somebody to get what you want. So you give them what you think they want, and they'll give you what you think you want, and this and that, like a business deal. But devotion has nothing to do with that. Devotion is it's falling in love with love itself. There's, no necess- there's not necessarily an object of that love. Guru, the deities, the supreme beings, the bodhisattvas, the Buddhas, they can be an object of devotion because they know that they are not different than you. They live within us. Their true nature is the same as our true nature, and they know that. So by tuning to them, through devotional practice, we're uplifted and our hearts are lightened. Which is the opposite in attachment. In attachment, we just get heavier and heavier and heavier. We're either getting what we want so we're happy, or we're not getting what we want so we're unhappy. It's different with devotion. You see, born in the West and in the world also at this time, We don't really have the wiring for unconditional love. We are attached and identified with our thoughts and emotions and this idea of being a separate, we believe ourselves to be separate from everyone else. So when we get, when we love another person, we think we're loving someone else. When we love a great being, even if we think that, they don't think that. So in the exchange of energy, our energy is uplifted and cleared and cleaned and lightened up. And that real love flows between uh, in that present moment, in that presence. Attachment is is an emotion clinging. Uh, And that it's, you're trying to get something that you don't have. Devotion may start off like that. You may think you're you and that uh, the guru is someone else. But the guru will uh, disabuse you of that notion as time goes on. Whereas another person can't do that. Attachment is always heavy. And there, there's always a lot of other emotion, emotions attached to it. Involved with it. There's a lot more to say about that. But. um, Attachment is the ego clinging. And it reinforces. The notion that we are separate. We are separate from our other people. We are separate being in a universe of other separate beings. That's what it is on this plane. This level of existence. A lot of little bubbles. But. It's like a lot of different waves, but regardless of how many waves it looks like there is, those waves are made up of the ocean. There is not one instant when a wave can exist without the ocean. The ocean can be there without waves. The wave is our belief in a separate self, the illusion of a separate self. We're attached to that identity, that egoistic, self-centered planet of me around which all our stuff orbits. When that planet of me is dissolved or understood to be not even there in the first place, all that stuff that's been orbiting just floats away. It has nothing to orbit around. There's no gravity of separateness anymore. So that's a little bit about that. Why is Ram called Maryada Purushottama? Because Ram's incarnation, the incar- incarnation that's known as Ram, was his his form, his his, uh, his role was to play the role of a perfect human being, and he so he was. Uh, Every action he did was in the dharma. It, there was no adharmic, non-dharmic thing that he could do. Everything he did was correct, even when it didn't look correct from our point of view, our worldly point of view. Uh, from the, a different point of view, it can be seen that he, he was manifesting as a perfect human being, upholding the dharmic realities f- so other people could see what that was like. So for for instance, when his wife was kidnapped, he wandered around in the jungle weeping and crying, and where is she? Where is she? How will we find her? He manifested grief, just like a, a normal human being would. But he was he's God. So that was a role he was playing for a purpose, and that purpose was to ultimately rid the world of the evil that was that Ravana and his all his demonic hordes represented. Can you talk about the Siddhis of Siddhima? Well, first of all, Siddi doesn't necessarily mean Siddhi. Siddhi means accomplished. It can also mean uh, straightforward and pure, like simply pure. But Ma certainly had, uh, seemed to know everything she needed to know about anyone she needed to know it about. And she healed people, she uh, helped people, She and she never took any credit. She would always say, it's Maharaji's doing it, pray to Maharaji, do the Chalisa, go pray to Hanuman. She never took any credit for any of the things that happened around her. But it was very rare that she said, you know, boom, it'll be all right. Every once in a while she did, but mostly she said, just pray to Maharaji and it'll all be all right. She had, from our point of view, we could say it felt to us that she had merged completely with Maharaji. Not that they were the same person, but they were they had become one state of mind, one state of consciousness, one heart, so to speak. She took care of, of us Westerners so sweetly and so wonderfully for so many years. And she never judged us, you know, for, for a so-called simple Indian woman of the mountains. She was dealing with crazy people from America and from the West, you know, with all our nonsense people marrying breaking up getting it on doing all kinds of crap suffering jumping you know going crazy all kinds of stuff but she was always there for us never judged she really was pure love and powerful too and she seemed to know everything you know Uh, one time we went to uh, <clears throat> we went late in the season. We wanted to go to Badrnath, which is way up in the Himalayas, and um, so she said, "Yeah, we should. You should go." So we got in the cars and we drove uh, two days. We stayed someplace overnight, and then the next night, the next day, we we drove into uh, Badrnath. So she had told me that there was a a hot pool outside of the temple. And she she wanted me to take bath in that water. So I said, okay. So, but when I got there, you know, it was like 20 degrees outside. And the pool was almost boiling water. (laughs) It was steaming. So I touched it. Now, oh, I said, you know, I, I did what they call a snan I put my finger in it and wiped my wrist with a couple of drops of water. And I said, very good. Now I've taken my bath. It's a Ganga, A bath in the Ganges is a, it's a joke, but that's what they say. So that night in Badranath, I had this dream. And in the dream, I was sitting at the edge of this a hot pool of water, big, you know, it's you know, like 30 feet by 20 feet, big, big. And I had my feet in the water dangling and I was sitting on the edge and Ma was in the water and she came up to me in the water and she started washing me like a baby in that bath. She gave me a bath in that water. It was so sweet. Really, like, it was so sweet. I never told anybody about that. So a couple of days later, we headed back to Kenshi. And uh, at one point, a couple of days later, I was sitting in the back of the temple with her. And I'm just sitting there. And she said something to somebody, one of the women. And one of the ladies goes inside and comes back with a bottle of water. Uh, I have it here somewhere. And she gives it to me. I said, what's this? And Ma says, this is the water you were bathed in, in in Badranath. It was the water from Badranath that they had brought back. But she said, this is the water you took. You were given bath in, in Badranath. So you see, she knew everything. But she always followed Maharaj's will, Maharaj's. She never, she considered Maharaj to be her God. And, and not just, not her everything. And everything she did was to serve him. When you feel so depleted or ill that you can't really do much, how do you manage to do the things that you know will help, like meditation and chanting the Hanuman Chalisa? Well, sometimes you can't. But uh, one must learn to use one's will to overcome obstructions. And illness, disease, laziness, tamasya, tiredness, uh, weakness, all these things, these are uh, obstacles in our path. And one has to develop the will to uh, keep moving in the right direction, so to speak. Which is why when you, they say do practice when you can, because there will be times that you can't. Uh, But, you know, even if you're sick, you may not be able to do a formal practice sit-up and like this, but you can still repeat the name in in your mind, to some degree anyway, depending on how much pain you're in. But when you are well enough to do practice, you do it with as much sincerity and wholeheartedness as you can. And that brings, that develops the will, that develops your ability to overcome obstacles as they arise. There'll always be obstacles. So one has to just keep moving along. I want to start leading kirtan, but I don't want to offend anyone since it's not my culture. I love it so much. Help. You have to listen to your heart. It doesn't matter what anybody says. There'll always be people ready to criticize and pull you down and make you feel bad and tell you this and that, you know, fuck them, basically. They're entitled to what they think. Why should it affect you? What, really sh- what you should be concerned about is your own motivation. That's all. I don't want to lead kirtan. I have to. Or I sink. Okay? I don't want to share my chanting with the world. I have to, or I sink. I'm up to here in the water all the time. If I don't chant, I go down and I can't breathe. When I chant, I stay right here, so there's enough air coming in my nose to keep me alive. Anything other than that, you'll have to deal with yourself. A lot of people say, Oh, I want to sh- how do I share my chant with the world? I said, something wrong with you? You want to share what with the world? Find out who you are first. Make sure your motivation is, is to serve others, not to make money, not to get famous, not to even feel good about yourself in the wrong, from the wrong level. That's not going to help you and it's going to hurt you. But only you know. I'm not saying not to do it. One has to be honest with oneself. Because one is creating karma all the time. So... Chanting is spiritual practice. The most important thing is your motivation. But on the other hand... Every repetition of the name... Yields fruit. When it yields fruit... How it yields fruit and what fruit it yields has a lot to do with how the seed is planted. And that's up to you. Uh, it's not up to me to tell you what to do. I can't tell you what to do. I don't know what you should do. But one, everyone, all of us, need to be honest with ourselves about what we're doing and be sincere and open-hearted and and as naked as we can in our motivation before real love. And it doesn't matter what anyone says. (laughs) Could you speak about good birth? What does it mean? I'm afraid I've made so many mistakes in this incarnation that I've already blown it for whatever comes next. Well, whatever comes next is now. 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 Everything you just wrote is your stuff, is your thoughts. Now. That's the past. The past is not here. And the future hasn't come. Now. This is your stories, your programs, the things you tell yourself about yourself that you believe. Why? We've all fucked up. That's what we're here. This is detention. It's not even school. It's just detention. This is earth. Well, it's probably school too. But we failed. So now we're in detention. So just chant, repeat the name, sit your ass down, do some practice, and stop worrying about it. Sydney Ma was not Maharaji's wife. She was married. She had children. Her husband uh, was also became a devotee later in life. Uh, Maharaji's wife lived down in uh, southern UP. He had two sons and a daughter. And uh, I never met his wife. I did meet uh, his sons and his daughter later. Where can one go to serve others and find beings today to learn from? You don't have to go anywhere. You just have to be you. Everything you need to know is with everything we need to know is within us. And uh, there are a million people that need help just outside your front door. So it's not hard to find ways to help others and you can learn from that. As far as teachers whatever karmas present themselves to you as teachers you can try to learn something from you can't make it happen and i don't know where to tell you where to go it's your karma will bring the lessons you need it doesn't have to come in the form of a person a particular person everything in your life is your teaching don't don't think there's somewhere you have to go to get it you're right here that's where it is I don't know anything about other dimensions operating at one time or another time. You know, I'm a very simple person. I sing, I watch TV, and I sleep and eat. That's about it, you know. I I don't know about molecules of energy at different rates. I don't know about sound yoga. I, I chant out of love. I chant to quiet myself down, to enter into that loving presence. That's all I know. What does Hanuman signify to me and how do we find Hanuman within ourselves? Hanuman is not somebody else we find. Hanuman is our pran, our life, our life force already. Right here, now. Through the repetition of the name, everything is uncovered, everything is revealed, everything is made full and complete. Nothing more no other practices need to be done. No understanding has to happen first before we repeat the name. You, you know the names. They're all out there. Just do some practice. Everything will be re- opened up inside. How can I deepen my chanting practice? Start chanting every day. A little while every day it will deepen you have to do it that's how it deepens it's not there's no button to push to make it deepen you're the button and the names are not hard to learn ram that's it that's all you need to know krishna that's all you need to know shiva om namah shivaya they're not difficult they're not complex you don't need to be initiated you don't need to practice, to study, you just need to do it. Everything will come from that. Everything will come from practice. We're being washed down the rapids towards the falls. And we're about to go over the falls in our flimsy little boat and be crushed. By practice we start we can get a hold of a rope that's tied to something on the shore and we can slow down and stop that flow that we're lost in out into this waterfall. But one has to slow down. Give oneself a break once in a while. Do your practice and become a good human being. Look around. Try to be good to other people. Try not to believe everything you think about everyone else and yourself. It's not our job. We don't need to judge everybody. Let other people be who they are. Let us be who we are. That's the basics. Ramdas, that's not in that. He didn't say I was a good meditator. I don't believe it's in there. <laughs> he knows me better than that. One time, um, on Monday, beach day on Maui, I was late coming to the beach that day, and uh, when I got there, Ramdas was sitting in the car by himself. Everybody else was on the beach. He was in sitting in his car and he looked upset. So, I walked over to him and I I said, "What's going on?" He looked at me. "We're just fakes," he said, me and him. Said, "We're fakes." And I said, "Yeah, but we're real fakes." And he burst out laughing. <laughs> We're all faking it, but we're real. Anyway, even though we don't know it. Maharaji said, go on, sing your lying Ram Ram. Your false Ram Ram. Go on, keep doing it. One of these days, the, you'll, you'll, you'll sing it and the real Ram will come. We don't know. Ram, the name and what is named, the name and the Lord are not different. The name is the sound form of that. But we don't know that. So we're going to go on lying, com- repeating this false name, because we don't know. It's not, the name is not false, but the way we do it is false. One of these days, it'll come out of our mouth, boom, and the real realm will be there. So, But you've got to do the practice. You've got to put some time in, or you're going right down the river into that waterfall. Practice is the only thing, and practice comes from the faith that you can do this, that there really is something to find, and faith comes from grace. So if, you ha- if you're doing practice, it means there's some part of you, even if it's this much, that knows something can come from it, that there's really something to find here. And if you know that, that comes from grace in the first place. That's what St. Paul said. By grace was I saved through faith. The grace comes first. We're not aware of it. But if we're on the path, if we're looking, if we're practicing in some way, if we're open to it, that itself is a result of grace. Or it couldn't happen. We, who we know ourselves to be, can't wake ourselves up. Only something greater than us that's awake can wake us up. That's grace. And that's always here.
1: Charan Saroja Raja Mukur Sudhari Badanor Agubara Bimala Jesu Jodayakupalachari Buddhi Natanujanike Samiram Pavan Kuma Siara Bala Aruhu Kalesa Bhikara Dhyavara Ramachandapada Jeshwaranam Jaya Hanuman Khyanda Gunasar Jaya Kapi Satyum Ramadurta Atulta Baladham Anjani Putra Pavan Sutanam Havira bhram bajarangi, kumati nevar sumati kesangi, kanjanavaran subesa, kana nakundalakun chitta kesa, at bhajvra aro suban kesari nandan ye japata mah jagabanda deva guni ati chatur ram kanj kar me ko suni be ko rasia ram lakhan mana base sukshma rasi hindu ka vikat rup daralang gajaram nirup daral asura sanhar ram chandra ke kak samva aise nivana lakhan ani aaye shiro kubira har shiyur lalai patki barai mama priya bhartai sam bhai sas sabadan Jasaka, jasa kaam sukhar hi shri pati kant samaka de de jahante Kabiko ko biddha kai saake kahan te. Ma upakaru sugriwa ha. Rama milaya ha. O thai ima dhu l pala mudra ka mukamahi Chala dila amgigaye achra jnayin Urgama jagat ke jete Tugama anugat tumalete te Rama dhuvaale tumalakavale O Sabasuklahe Tumhari Shadan as ro kare sab ke ra chapat nirantar anumat bir sankat te hanuman Ormanno d'ten yo cuvelavi sove a mette near an ballapavi chamo io per a Ashta-siddhin-o-nidikhe-data asavar deen jan ki mata amara tumare paasa sadhara ho ragupati Kedasa, dasa Tumare-bhajan-ram-ko-pavi Chanama-canama-ke-ukabhissaravi Allah ro gubara purojai jahan janahar bhakt aur devata darai, hanumata se sankat kate mite sab Chosumere Hanumata Bala Bira, J. J. Hanumana Gosai, Kubakoro Guru Deva Kinai, Chosata Bara Pata Kadakoy, Chudahi Bandi Mahasukho, Pare Hanuman Chalisa. Oya siddhi sakin gauri sa Tula siddhasa sada harichera Inje naath buddhaya mahandera Thavanathanayasan kattaharana Mangala murati rupsi aram Dhamalakana sita sahita Debussa Sudabu Yavaranam Chandra Padajeshwaranam Mangala Murti Arthananda Sakala Amangala Moola Mangala Murti Sakala Amangala Moola Abhajrangabali Anumana Sankaka Mochan Kuppanidhan Jaisi Aram De De Anumana Karna Sagar Chesh Bhajaram Nidye Anumana Sankata Mochan Krupa Nidana Chesh Siyaram De Bhava Ram, 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 if we know anything about a path at all if we know that there might be a way to live in this world in a good way with an
0: open heart without fear and maybe some peace of mind it's only because of the great beings that have gone before us out of their love out of their kindness they left some footprints for us to follow so in the same way that they wish for us in the same way that they wish for us we wish that all beings everywhere, all of us, be safe, be happy, that all of us have good health and enough to eat. And may we all live in peace and that ease of heart, that ease of heart with whatever comes to us in life. Take good care. Namaste.